Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Medicine on Tap. I'm Jason Kopech, coming at you live from Neck of the Woods Brewing Company here in Pittman, New Jersey. Dr. Frey, we got a little post-Super Bowl recap to do tonight, huh? That we do. We, you know, we thought we might go easy this week, maybe maybe take the week off, but, you know, it's just yeah. too much fun. Back-to-back Tuesday nights here at Neck of the Woods, and I'll tell you, man, the crowd just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Another good night. It, it makes me wonder what we're missing on, like, Mondays, Wednesdays, and, you know, throughout the week. Probably a lot of action. Before we dive into uh, you know what we have to talk about the Super Bowl, we wanted to give a quick shout out to our good friend Kyle Miller, uh, owner and creative editor for Timber Real Productions. Him and his wife welcomed the birth of their child last week, so we just wanted to say congratulations to you, Kyle, and yeah. hope everyone's doing well. Congratulations, Kyle. Yeah. Hope he's getting a little bit more sleep. Um, you know, I, I know it's it's tough in those first couple weeks. Heck no. I'm sure. Yeah, he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, my son was born in October, and we're, we're still kind of trying to catch up a little bit. That's just how it goes. Part of life. Doc, uh, what did you think of the Super Bowl overall? I thought it was pretty good, right? Yeah. It, was a, it was a close game, went back and forth. It was pretty exciting. Yeah. I really liked the fact that it seemed as though the refs kind of swallowed their whistles, other than, I'd say, one or two fairly big missed calls yeah. or, or incorrect calls, in my, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, which we, we probably impacted the game. Coming from a Steelers fan, too, that's... Uh, Right, it took a lot for you to say, didn't it? For sure, yeah. for sure. But no, first, like the you know the missed pass interference, offensive mm-hmm. pass interference, yeah. right? Like with the Bengals, yeah. Like like that was I thought kind of yeah. gross uh, yeah. missed call. And then on the other side of it, the the third down, right? Yeah. Like the the holding defensive holding call, which kept the drive alive and gave them the you know turned into the Rams yeah. touchdown. And and as the game was great, it was fun, right? It was a good game. There was a it was a little bit unceremonious, like like a like. Because that drive, that, that final drive, there was a, you know, a few different penalties that kind of kept it alive and kept it going. It felt like it took away from a little bit of the excitement mm-hmm. or a little bit. I do love the fact that we got through most of the game. There really weren't yeah. that many calls. And I think it was actually, I mean, you know, how much do I actually see? No, but it seemed like it was actually a fairly reasonably clean played game. Yeah. But those two missed calls, fortunately, went one in the other, right? Yeah. Both teams got got the benefit of the refs one time in a a big way so it sort of evens out but overall pretty good game what do you think my guess is from if if we were talking to you know a lifelong Bengals fan that reaction is a little bit different they they seem to really think that they got hosed on that you know yeah but but both of those guys no no I'm joking I uh you know my opinion was the game was competitive you know it kept me interested to watch um you know I stated before if I don't have a rooting interest and that's usually either the Eagles or it was Tom Brady for all those years right Without that, I was kind of like, I'm not, I, I didn't really know going into the game who, you know, who I was pulling for. Mm-hmm. A little bit of me was Cincinnati. Really? Um, Just the underdog factor and that, yeah. that and uh, Mike Daniels, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, was on their roster, uh, a Highland High School alum, you know, All my right. alma mater right here in Blackwood, New Jersey. You gotta love that. Uh, you know, Mike was, um, you know, doing his offseason training here at the Energy Lab a little bit. And, uh, you know, so I was pulling for the local guy to get a Super Bowl ring. 100% you know? respect that. But but at the same time, I was happy to see, you know, it came down to a great, you know, two minute drive there at the end. Right. And, you know, the game was competitive. You know, so I'm, again, not, not by no means, you know, coaching strategist, yeah. strategist or whatnot. But um, it was a little bit interesting when they when they called the play, the fourth mm-hmm. down play. The idea, at least in my opinion, of backing Joe Burrow up yeah. five yards or seven yards for, for, for a shotgun like yeah. that. You know, if it's Tom Brady, they comes right up to the, to, to the line of scrimmage yeah. and he's handing it off or right. his quarterback sneaking, you know, he's half a yard away from yeah. keeping that drive alive. And to back him off the line, 
especially when you have, you know, Sam Donald right. on the other side, like, right. or Aaron Donald on the other side, yeah. like you're like, what? And I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought that was from a very well coach and a, uh, after a great season, that was a little bit of a disappointment of a call. For, yeah. Uh, for, Biggest game of the year, the you know, biggest stage, mm -hmm. and there were some big name injuries, right. that, you know, that went down. And I probably got, I think, if I recall, four texts, you know, which made me think that we are getting a little famous here, Doc. Uh, but as oh, soon big as, time! Yeah, <laughs> as, as soon as the injury to Odell Beckham goes down, right. my phone's blowing up. Well, I guess I guess you got your topic for next week, right? You texted me not too long after those four came in, and I was like, ah, oh, you're, you're probably right. Right. But even though that was the biggest, and I think that's what we're going to focus tonight's discussion on. Sure. There were also some other injuries that went down mm -hmm. that were actually interesting-looking injuries. Yeah. Uh, and let's start with the Rams and, and Matt Stafford. Right. You know, his ankle, when it gets bent like that, that doesn't look good, you know, first review. And you see him limping off. You see him being attended to on the sidelines. And, you know, you would text me again right away. Yeah. Your first thoughts were what? By the way, his foot kind mm -hmm. of drove into the ground with the with, with that particular injury. Mm -hmm. The first thing I thought to myself was, oh, man, this could be Liz Frank. Yeah. 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 And, and if it was Liz Frank, would he have been able to play in the game? I think it would have been much, much tougher. In fact, so... The, the thought that I had was, uh, was that's either Liz Frank or that's an ankle sprain. W literally, th th that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we'll know if he comes back out. And right. and then when he came back out, yeah, yeah it's probably an ankle sprain. Right. Um, but if he doesn't come back also, out. It was kind of borderline on like a lateral ankle sprain. Right, that's right. exactly yeah. right. Yeah, kind yeah. of that twisting motion, yeah. uh, inversion type injury. But no, no, the, the way that happened, it could have very clearly have been, it, it was... You know, almost lucky that his, his ankle began to roll a little bit right? and then it kind of, the foot kind of piled driving straight down into the ground the way right. it seemed to initially yeah. at first. But I think that's what I had sent the text to you. I was like, did we just get a Liz Frank? Right. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I see the Rams athletic training staff give him, you know, the spat job on the sidelines. Right. And that to me is making me think that, you know, it's a lateral ankle sprain at that point. I don't know how effective that tape job would have been for a Liz Frank. Absolutely just, not. Just for the, the amount of pain he would have been in. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. And, you know, that's that's not the goal of that that particular ankle right. taping job, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're taping the ankle, that a little bit of stability. Liz Frank is a little more of your kind of midfoot area. Yeah. And, and one, again, like you said, I, I don't know that he would have been able to come out. And two, you're taping the wrong region. Right. And, and certainly, you know, as we stand here on the two days after the, the Super Bowl, we, there hasn't really been a diagnosis given on his injury. Yeah. Like we said, he finished the game. I guess the next couple of weeks, months will tell us, you know, it, if it is Liz Frank, yeah. there's going to be some, you know, some other reports coming out, I would assume. Right. I would think. But it, just because it's Matt Stafford, right. he's the quarterback. Yeah. It's a little bit more difficult to go into hiding or hide that. Yeah. So, so in all probability, but no, otherwise, you, you know, season's over. You yeah. just kind of treat it and go. It's not something that you may want the public to know about. So yeah. it's kind of, kind of go into a little bit of anonymity there and kind of hide away and treat it. Um, I think we would find out about it because it's Matt Stafford. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side of that also, in terms of, you know, like watching him come back out there, Makes you think, yeah, probably not Liz Frank. But if ever, if ever, you know, there, there's different gradations yeah. to Liz Frank. Right? You have right. a Liz Frank sprain, then you have right. a Liz Frank um, fracture, and Liz Frank fracture dislocation, right? So if it's just a ligament, Liz Frank ligament sprain, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's the Super Bowl. You got yeah. like a minute left or two minutes left, right. whatever it was when, when the injury happened. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he does 
tough it out for that particular. And he's known to do that. Right. Right. I mean, right. that's always kind of been his MO that, you know, he's been able to, you know, tough things out in, in the worst situations. Yeah. Um, did you happen to see his uh, press game conference? I did not. Where they asked him about the ankle. How's the ankle feeling? Yeah, I didn't. And his response was, well, it's still attached. So that's a good <laughs> thing. And that was yeah. that was kind of where he left it. And that's right. really all we know at this point. But I'd have to agree. I mean, from what I saw, it's, it, it's likely a, a lateral ankle sprain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, you know, um, held our breath, held our breath. And then I think we all like we see it happen and yeah. everything immediately goes to wait, which knee did he just tear last year? Right. You know, the announcers quickly point out it was his opposite knee. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the defenders falls into the outside of his leg. The yeah. knee collapses into that valgus motion that we see. Right. But that could have been a couple different things. Right. Sure. Yeah. And, no, and no. actually it cuts to him before they go to commercial. Just him writhing in pain on the right. ground grabbing his knee yeah that you was fear the, the scariest worst. part right when you, you saw fear, that you replay. fear the worst at that point right yeah. so when i when i saw it happen live my first thought so when i saw the the old old beckham one which we're, we're obviously going to get to in a little bit that's yeah. going to be the kind of the media of the show yeah. immediately like i was like oh yeah, yeah. here we go like yeah. and, and um when, Boy, when what I, an episode that could have been huh <laughs> right seriously <laughs> yeah go ahead. so so when i when i saw um when i saw the joe burrow one my first thought was I don't think they got his ACL. Like, yeah. like, like the, the way okay. he fell back and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I actually thought you know, maybe MCL, MCL here, uh, like the way the, the way the yeah. knee had twisted and whatnot. But but you know, yeah, could have it been ACL? Yeah, of course, sure, yeah. it could have been. But that wasn't my first thought. And then when I saw that replay that you're yeah. talking about, then I actually thought to myself, maybe that was like like you saw that genuine reaction. And, and just an, uh, was it enough? flexion in the knee like is that what it was because the knee wasn't completely in full extension when that line without uh the lineman fell in the line. right 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 no yeah so when the, i think the way that the knee kind of sort of you know it rolled and he sort of buckled and gave way yeah. so his knee just kind of when i say i don't want to say buckled flexed yeah didn't buckle it mm -hmm. flexed it just kind of flexed out of the way again it could happen but there, it's not like your standard mechanism for that mm -hmm. particular injury so, so my first thought was, no, I, I don't think. And then, and then immediately I grabbed my phone. I immediately I grabbed my phone, sent you a text. Hey, do we get another one? And, and these are not like reveling in the injuries, but like, all right, you know, topic of conversation. But then the second thing I did was then looked, <laughs> which knee was it right, that that right. he's that he's recovering That's what we from? We all did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right, right, right. And it was the other knee, which was then also sort of hammered home with the point. I don't think it's his ACL. Yeah. The other interesting injury that. Or at least I found it interesting. It's unfortunate for the, for the, for the guy, but Eric Weddle, who was actually only about two and a half months out of retirement, he was retired in November. Right. right. We find out after the game he tore his pectoralis major muscle right. uh, and somehow finished the game, which I thought was astounding. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, first old dude, that's what happens. Right. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. and you and I talked before we started tonight, or earlier in the day. Yeah. I've seen that in person. I would have loved to do a show just on that. And and I think maybe we will. Yeah. Um, so let's not get too into yeah. the weeds here on this particular injury so that we, we, we save it for, for another day and somebody else's injury. Yeah. I will say, you know, I hate to say this, but it, it's, as a sports medicine doc, it's one of the things that I think about at, at one point or another. But sometimes they're associated with performance enhancing drugs. It's, it's, it's just oh. unfortunate. It's one of the things that can potentially happen. So just a consideration for an older guy that was out of football and made his way back into football. One consideration, mm -hmm. not making any, any, not making, you know, not incriminating anybody because it can certainly happen to anybody. But just, just one thought that entered your mind. 
two, older guy, I can definitely see it, but three, actually, you still function reasonably well. Interesting. I give him credit for toughing it out, right? Yeah. Like, I've never gone to it, but I got to imagine it, it's yeah. pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. I give him credit for toughing it out and, and coming back and still playing. Mm -hmm. But um, surprisingly, you can still function reasonably well despite the tear. Mm -hmm. And there are gradations of the tear, right? So, so how badly was it torn? Mm -hmm. I guess that all remains to be seen. Does the fact that he was a defensive back help or hurt that, that situation? Like, would that have been tougher in an offensive lineman that's trying to do like that punching mechanism? I think without question, it would have been tougher for an offensive lineman yeah. or a defensive lineman. Yeah. Probably tougher for a linebacker. Yeah. A little bit easier for a defensive back. Yeah. You know, if he's a quarterback, it, it's it's done. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a running back is not that big of, as big yeah, of a Yeah, you're right. Deal. Running back, not. Yeah. Wide receiver would have struggled. Yeah. You know. mm -hmm. But I, I think, like we said at the top of this episode, this really was all focused around Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Um, and it was unfortunate. And it was actually like a little, uh, you know, un made you a little queasy watching him kind of in that in that passing pattern, running across the uh, the field there. Yeah. And his knee just buckled. I yeah. mean, and then in slow motion. And it wasn't even slow motion, right, yeah. Doc? Like you see in just the replay right. that knee just shift, yeah. right, in and out. And, and it's, it's confirmed, right? Like, like I, I, I actually hadn't read it, but yeah, it's confirmed. Yeah, that, that, it, it confirmed yeah. that he retore his ACL yeah. in his left knee. So, and that was right before halftime. Uh, they go to halftime. And yeah. I think at this point, you and I are texting now because, you know, hey, we're always on the clock, right? right. We're always thinking about the next episode. Yeah. But we see that happen. Yeah. We're, we're right away thinking ACL. Rams are being a, a bit coy about the situation, right? Saying sure. like, well, he's, he's doubtful to return. Or I think he might even be questionable. Yeah. They're keeping all options open. When you saw that, I mean, it, it it looked just like an ACL. So yeah, in real time, yeah. it looked like an ACL tear, right? So most of these injuries, most most of the time, ACL tears are non-contacting, non-contact pivoting injuries. This wasn't so much a pivoting injury as a deceleration injury, mm -hmm. but it was non-contact. And I felt like even almost in a full speed, full, like live speed. You could see the shin bone, the tibia, slide just a little bit forward mm -hmm. relative to his thigh bone right. as, as he starts to crumble to the ground yeah. and grab his knee. And then when you watch it in, in slow motion, I felt like you can actually see it happening. Right. You can actually, so that, you know, the ACL is the rope that prevents that. Yeah. And like, in my mind, there was like no question right. what just happened right. here. And of course, sometimes you get surprised and sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't work out that way. And then, you know, the fact that it was the same knee and whatnot, yeah. then you really feel like, yeah, and tough, tough, yeah. tough time to have that. In. He was playing well until that yeah. point. And I, I've been a critic, you know. It looked like from what I had read was he was a heavy favorite for MVP going into the second half, like before the injury happened. And right. Obviously, betting and line change are something that you and I are not as in tune to. I'm sure there's a ton of different podcasts out there that would give us a little bit more detail, but it, it sure. sounded like after his first touchdown, everything shifted to him being the MVP of the game. And it wasn't just that touchdown. He, no, he seemed was, to be playing very right. well in that game, right? right. He's getting open. He was making catches. Yeah. Cooper Cup, who's, you know, a superstar on the team, had just an incredible year, which, you know, until they made the Super Bowl, probably wasn't recognized just how good of a been year. Focusing yeah. on him, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Probably opening things up for OBJ. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so he's playing this great game, which is what you're hoping to get out of him. And you know, and then that happens. Where, Doc, where do we even start with this conversation when it comes to re tears of the ACL? Right, and we'll remind our listeners, right? Like we had back-to-back -back episodes in the middle of July with 
you know, the great Dr. Bernardini, who we're always thankful to get on. Sure. Um, but we did a full recap of an ACL tear. Right. It was over an hour episode, and I think that could have been two hours. Right. We followed it up the very next week. We brought Jess Harrison on to talk about the recovery side of things and yeah. the rehab standpoint. Yeah. Dr. Bernie joined us again back to back weeks. Right. What we didn't, I don't think we touched on though, re tearing. Yeah, so so I, I you know I think we touched on it a little bit because there are, are a number of factors that mm-hmm. go into this and a ton of variables. You know, depending on what you read, you know your mm-hmm. your source, and depending on some of the variables of the first surgery, you know that retear rate it can be pretty high. You know, yeah. it's pretty pretty much documented at anywhere from like two or three percent okay. up to about twenty yeah. uh, percent retear rate. Yeah, some of the variables you, you might not expect, right? age of the person with the injury mm-hmm. younger age slightly higher retail yeah. rate unfortunately um the the graft that was used so how was mm-hmm. it repaired um was it your own tissue right. and there are some studies to show a slightly higher retail rate with the use of uh, autograft your own hamstrings and i do remember dr bernardine touching on that yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know it's a it's a really a great repair no repair is perfect. There are pluses and minuses to each option, which yeah. is why there are multiple options out there. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be one of the one of the knocks or the uh, mm-hmm. the against the you know kind of the ham the right. hamstring autograft hamstring. It depends on the fixation type, the fixation technique. It depends on the repair type. There was like your old traditional standard way of doing it, which is basically through your tibial tunnel, which is a very kind of vertical graft, which had its own set of issues. There was, there's anatomic single bundle. There is anatomic, there's double bundle. There are different ways to to hold the graft in place with screws, with a button, with a, there's there's all these different variables that sort of go into that first surgery that could impact retail rates afterwards. Um, It also are the factors that you need to consider in that situation is, what level of sport is that athlete returning to? Believe it or not, those who are returning to higher levels of sport, you know, it kind of makes sense, but they do have a slightly higher or a higher retail rate. And then the amount of rehab, right? Did you go back at six months? Did you go back at nine months? And what was your, what do your quads, your, your quad strength look like at the point that you went back? Is there a little bit of asymmetry? Is it back to, you know, 100% even? So yeah, yeah, you know, a bunch of different things go into, you know, what is the chances of retail? I think the standard number would probably be in that kind of 15, mm-hmm. 10%-ish um, for, for, for a lot of the time, but, um, but, but it could be higher. And I guess to put words in your mouth, the reason why you're bringing up all those variables and, and without trying to sound too redundant, we don't know what procedure he had or, yeah. or any of, we don't know any of those variables that you just listed that that's OBJ right. went through right. when he had his first surgery. That's absolutely right. And that's, that's what makes this one. There, there's a lot of questions that still, you know, are left out there. Yeah. And there's no way for us to know, right? No. Like, like unless he's going to reveal yeah. that information on yeah. his own, right. which I don't see why he ever would. No, like no it's just not pertinent yeah. yet. So yeah. uh, there's no way for us to really know the details of that. I find the last variable that you mentioned about the length of rehab spent, because I do recall Dr. Bernie Didi saying, you know, we, when we have these timelines, six mm-hmm. to nine months or, mm-hmm. you know, but he was very uh, particular about there being enough evidence to show like a full year to get back to where you once were. Right. It, it is, you know, is his, uh, is it his recommendation? No. Like, is that what he, I guess, does he recommend that? Like, yeah, yeah I mean, you theoretically could be back on the field and nine months right. but 
we recommend the full year. Yeah. So I, th I think there's data to support a number mm -hmm. of different things. Yeah. Um, one of the big things that I, as, as docs that we point to would be like something called the moon study. And I think the moon study kind of indicated like nine months is kind of yeah. in the, the, the target yeah. range. And right. does that go down a little bit if you were to wait another three months? Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. One of the advantages to nine months is that for the most part, depending on when it happened, you miss one season. Yeah. Not two. Right. Right. Like if you're right. going back in nine months. And so if that, if that retail rate is only incrementally changed, if at all, mm -hmm. that's a huge advantage to be able to come back yeah. the next season instead of missing a second season, which is what happens if you miss yeah. a year, for the most part, if you miss a year. Right. 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 And th that's harder for a guy like Odell Beckham, right? Where we obviously know he wants to be on the field. And sure. at the same time, he's so great that his team, whoever that may be, Giants, Browns, Rams, yeah. need him on the field. Right. And there's sure like a little bit of added pressure. Right. Maybe they're not willing to give him that full year. Right. You right. Know? Well, it didn't start off on the Rams. That, uh, well, that's why I said Giants, Browns, yeah, you know, right, Giants, right, Browns, right. Rams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But, but, you know, you would think, yeah, at the beginning of the season, the Browns were leaning on him, you know, yeah. in terms of coming back. And, yeah. and, uh, but, but then, you know, becomes a free agent. Things aren't going as, as planned for the Browns, maybe, you know. And, but, but now all of a sudden he's, he's, he's gunning for a Super Bowl. He's all excited right. about that. And, yeah, yeah. I asked you this off the air. I, you didn't seem to be thrilled about my question, but I thought, <laughs> I thought it was good enough to bring up while we're recording is, I wonder what those percentages and those rates look like, retear, contact versus non-contact. Right, right. Because like we had talked about on multiple episodes, when it comes to the physics of things, no matter how great the surgery went the first time, yeah. if there's enough force of you know a guy falling into your leg with your knee at the wrong angle right. that acl is destined to tear it, it's going to give right if there's, there's no way force, around it right. if there's enough force right like you know, but the, the fact breaks like what right. happened right? but the fact that his was non-contact yeah you know, i would just it, yeah it, so so i mean and, and that's a great question i don't know the number i don't yeah. know if it's been studied that we yeah. know to that granular level um the rates of retear verse of of non-contact versus contact mm -hmm. second injury right but i can tell you this we, we do tend to classify them within a few different classifications you know one one way to look at it is early versus late retear right so early would be within the first six months after the surgery and those mm -hmm. pretend to hold um one, one whole sort of algorithm mm -hmm. versus late being more than a year after the surgery and that right. that takes you down another which is what Odell Beckham would which have been. Is Ode yeah, yeah, which is what mm -hmm. Odell. And then the other classifications typically are, you know, traumatic versus atraumatic um, versus kind of more this like slow lengthening kind of a thing, which is a little more of a gray area. That right. that the third. So, but but traumatic versus atraumatic. Even though this wasn't a contact injury, right? Nobody fell on his yeah. knee when it happened. I think without question, this falls into the traumatic variety. And okay. so, so there's you know. That's really meant to help guide us as orthopedic surgeons when we're trying to figure out, all right, so now if we're going to redo this, how do we make sure it doesn't happen again, right? Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes, oftentimes, you do everything right. And like you said, it just happens. Like mm -hmm. It's just crap luck. And we're, and we're not God. And we and one, the ACLs that, you know, quote yeah. unquote, God makes, right? Like, like those tear, right? The primary tears on, on people who don't have any other problems. But then two, a reconstructed one, it's going to be good, but it's not, it's usually not as good as the, the, the first ever, right. right? Like, so, so no matter what, there's always a risk of it happening, even if everything is done right. Mm -hmm. But if it happens atraumatically, 
I think there's a little bit more of a concern. There are a few different things you want to look at to make sure like, hey, listen, I got to correct this to make sure this doesn't happen again now for a third time for this individual. But if it happens traumatically, then you're thinking along a whole different pathway. Right? What graph did they use? How can we do differently? You know, d different things you can change from the first time around, um, even if it was just bad luck. Yeah. What, did, what can we change to give them the best chance of this not happening a third time? When we talk about re-tears, mm -hmm. what are those percentages, if, if you're aware of them off the top of your head? Like, because we always hear about them in the rehab world of they came back, they spent so much time rehabbing, let's right. say the right leg. Mm -hmm. And then first season back in high school lacrosse, they tear the left one. Yeah. And it was because the left one was kind of ignored. Everything was focused on the right one. Right. How did those statistics compare to a re-tear of the same leg versus a tear of the opposite? Pretty close. Pretty Isn't close. that shocking? Yeah. It's about the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's high because I, I hate to say it, but I, I can think of number of people that rehabbed one for a good nine months to a year. Right. And they're all excited to get back. And then right. within, the other one goes. within in any amount of time, whether it's the full season, half season, first game back. Yeah. And I say that because I've seen somebody tear their opposite ACL the first game back. But right. yeah, it is shocking to hear that they're like almost identical. Right. Right. And, you know, and, th and then part of that tells us that maybe the pe people that tear their ACL have a predisposition to mm -hmm. tearing it, unfortunately. Yeah. And this is something I think we touched on a little bit when we were talking either either with Jess or with Brad in one of the mm -hmm. earlier um, or shows. Or when we had both had them on there. Or when we yeah. had them, yeah. Mm -hmm. It could simply be that person's mechanics, mm -hmm. right? Like the way that they land, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the quad dominance or hamstring dominance. Right. And different, something in the, their, their mechanics and what they do and that sets them up potentially for this particular injury. Right. Uh, they're at a higher risk than the next guy who doesn't mm -hmm. share that same risk level mm -hmm. uh, for tearing the other one. So, and also, uh, I think that drives home the point uh, the importance of appropriate rehab. You know, we, we talk about it every show, right? We have the Energy Lab over here, and one of, one of the big things we do in the Energy Lab, one of the important things we feel like is uh, is the Bridge Program. Mm -hmm. And there was a study. Um, there's been more than one study, but there's one study that kind of tipped everyone down this going down this pathway back in 2011, 2012. Actually, it was even before that. I think maybe in like 2002, and they looked at like. Um, landing from a jump, the position of your knees, uh, valgus, so the knees kind of collapsing in, and uh, there, there two or three different factors that have to do with, with landing, jump landing, that factor in. You know, when you jump, do your feet come down into the same place, or, do you, or are they moving all over? And uh, a few different factors that go into reducing your risk of ACL tear. Yeah. So, so that's where I think there's a huge role for for a place like the energy lab and yeah. uh and, and the bridge program yeah. so so because those rates of of retear for the other knee are relatively high mm -hmm. similar to to retear of the of the same knee mm -hmm. maybe it's just if you can correct the mechanics if you can correct a number of those underlying issues maybe that's how you lower the retear rate yeah this occurred, so Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. which was two days ago, the 13th. Yeah. Where Stuff in my face. Say, <laughs> so I could get into that too. Right. My, my wife and I had a, a good afternoon at the house. For sure. um, a little different this now uh, this year with two kids. We had a full discussion about that earlier okay. today too. But Understood. Everybody was like, what would you do for the Super Bowl? And I was like, oh, my, my daughter was in bed by six. And my son was <laughs> bed. Um, where does this put OBJ for the 2022 season? Right, right. I mean, this is this is... 
you can't get any later in the season. Not promising. Right? This, this was the absolute latest he could tear his ACL. I actually don't know how old he is. How many years has he been in the NFL at this point? Seven or eight. I'm gonna, I'm that gonna, sounds about right. Without, we, we didn't discuss this. I didn't look it up. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like 13 or 14 is when he was drafted. Yeah, so you know, seven it, or eight. I, it, and I, we could be wrong. You, you go back, you know, and you're thinking about one of the most gifted receivers, yeah. like gifted, like yeah. hands wise of all time, right? Yeah. Like, like you know, the the, the catch, right? Like right. when he was on the Giants. It's just one, probably and possibly the most spectacular catch in NFL history, right? Um, but getting a little further along. Yeah. Now you have your first tear, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, you talk about nine months. Second tear, you're going to typically talk about nine months. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I think you're probably going to go a little bit slower the second time yeah. around. And this is the Super Bowl, right. right? So we're already, you know, whatever it is, a month, six weeks after the regular season. Right. So so you, you go nine months from now, that takes you through the majority of the season next year. And by my quick count on my fingers, I mean, that brings us to the end of November, the end of November. Yeah. So, so and that's so, assuming like that's not even we don't know when he's going to have surgery. Right. Like right. there could be waiting for swelling to go down. Right. All those things. So. So, yeah, typically first time tear. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, frequently, it's about three weeks, maybe yeah. four weeks after the injury. Yeah. You got to get rid of some swelling. You got to yeah. regain your range of motion. Right. You don't want a little bit to of prehab. That yeah. We'll yeah. Get as much strength as you can. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, prehab is helpful, but not essential. The, the most okay. important part of the prehab, in my opinion, is range of motion. Right. You don't want to doom someone to a stiff knee. And, and if you do the surgery when someone has a, a stiff knee, you're, you're potentially putting them, putting them at risk for that. Mm-hmm. The second time around when you re-tear it, you don't tend to have mm-hmm. that, those same issues, right? It doesn't right. swell quite as much. You don't have the same stiffness right after the injury. Um, so, so I think Why that, is that? Do you know, just, I don't have a great reason. Sure. Um, you just, know, just theor- a tendency. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So theoretically that graph that we put in there, which yeah. is a tendon and kind of gets turned somewhat into a ligament. Yeah. I'm guessing maybe the blood supply isn't quite as sure. good. You've already cleared out a lot of the soft yeah. tissue in there previously right. during the previous surgery around the, around the notch, which is where the, the ligament is. So they don't tend to have, it's not quite as dramatic as mm. the first tear. They don't have quite the swelling, quite the pain. They have the instability, which mm. is the big issue, but sometimes you can get in there more quickly. Yeah. Now, a big thing to this is assuming he has it reconstructed again, he has another repair. Yeah. Is it done in one stage or two? That's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, so for sometimes the the cause of the failure can be due to tunnel positioning. If it's not mm-hmm. ideal, if it's just off by a little bit, or even something we call tunnel widening, where, where sometimes like when, when you put the graft up and you slide it, you create little tunnels to slide mm-hmm. the graft into, and sometimes they'll get a little wider. There's this absorption of the bone right around yeah. the around the graft, and if you get some tunnel widening, sometimes you have to ask to do two surgeries. The first surgery, you go in, you clean out the, the torn residual stumps mm-hmm. of the ACL graft, and then you pack those tunnels with bone graft. And that bone yeah. graft has to incorporate and has to heal. So the, the It's almost like sh- stripping a screw in wood, right? Like if it's not catching, right. you, you got you know, you you, to fill it. You got to fill it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And filling it takes a little bit of time. So the, the standard answer there is usually three months. You come back, you go in, um, do the first stage one of your two-stage uh, two procedure, take out the graft pack it with um, um, pack the tunnels with bone graft and let it heal. And it's usually come back three months later. We have a bunch of different things we can add to the mix and whatnot. And I think you can maybe get away with uh, as early as two months mm-hmm. later, but if it's a two stage revision done, uh, he's, I'm sorry. I just don't think he's coming back next year. Then you're looking at a full year 
and yeah. that brings us to the next year's year. Super Bowl. Right. right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, the, yeah. so that's kind of over. Assuming, assuming that wasn't the case here, traumatic tear, right? So my mind doesn't go down the road of, of tunnel placement issues, yeah. doesn't go down the road of tunnel elastolysis. My mind goes down the road of traumatic retear of the graft, yeah. my, um, um, a few different other factors, um, you know, um, a fixation failure and whatnot, which also pretty unlikely, but nonetheless a consideration. Probably going to happen in a one-stage revision. Yeah. So, so it's probably going to happen in one surgery. But even with that, I think if he gets back, it's probably pretty late in the year. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a reasonable chance that maybe he's not back entirely. Mm-hmm. These guys have surprised us before. We yeah. talked about that at the last episode, right. right? That was the whole point of the last yeah. episode, talking about Cam Akers coming back yeah. way two more. Two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. Greg, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're, yeah. right, you're right, Greg. Sorry, Greg. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. 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 And, and, yeah. and, you know, for anybody who listens to Greg Burke, man. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. it, that guy's great. He's funny. He's smart. He's succinct. Yeah. Like, like that guy should be, you know, talking baseball on a, on a, on a radio agree. somewhere. I would agree. I, right? I, I did listen back and you know, it's funny. Like we didn't touch on a lot of like the sports medicine side of things, yeah. but it's like, man, I, I could sit here and talk baseball with him all day. All day. You know? Yeah. I don't know how, like he's got a career in, in, in announcing or right. color, like, like it's 100%. 100% if, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but outside but yeah, of that, but we, we've been surprised with the return in the past. Yeah. But, you know, given this one and given how this happened, like this is the other side of the issue. This is more the mortal human yeah. where, where they don't get back ridiculously quick. Or Adrian Peterson came back in five months, so everybody yeah. can do it, right? Exactly. Like- <laughs> and we talk, yeah, yeah. But but no, it doesn't yeah. usually work out like that. Right. So so I can't imagine they're going to rush him back. He may want to rush back, right? He knows. He knows like the horizon is not that far away. He's getting a little older in his career. He doesn't know he's gonna, if he's going to get right. signed again. So he might push hard to get back. But in reality... My gut is if he comes back, it's for the very end of the season. Yeah. And um, more than that, I can easily foresee a scenario where it's two years. And maybe that's maybe that is the end of his career. We'll yeah. see. That's a, yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow, too, right? I mean, Absolutely. Did we just see the last of OBJ? Yeah. But if, if, if he did, if we did, right, he goes out with a ring. Right. He, yeah, he sure does. Whether you were a fan of his or not, or, you know, if you were a Giants fan, you hated to see him go. I got to tell you, like... It actually hurt me to watch his reaction on the sideline. Right. I don't know if you saw him just in full tears. Right. You know, I give him credit. He he came back out. His leg was wrapped. Right. Packed with ice. He stood on the sidelines with his team, supported. Heck yeah. And man, when that confetti came down, he was just crying his eyes out. Sure. And I don't know if it's just out of joy, excitement, right. or just. I wish I could have been there for the final whistle. Totally. You know, we just don't know. I I think it's an emotionally charged moment. Right. He just won the Super Bowl. He knows he in his head, in his heart of hearts, knows what just happened. Right. Like he knows what's going on. He might be thinking to himself, my career just ended. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's an emotionally charged moment, but it's, it's, it's it's nice to see like that's part of why we tune into sports, that human moment. Yeah. Yeah, We we look at them as like super human, you know, individuals, but, I mean, he, yeah, you, you're right. He could have just been looking at, that was it. Like, yeah. I, I just finished my career right. and I wasn't even out there for the whole second half. Right, right. It, or if I recall, like, you know, second half and the last half of the first, second quarter. Right. You know? Uh, and then after everything he went through too, right? I mean, I think there's been a lot of speculation. Is, is he is he the problem? Right. You know, team to team. Sure. But then he goes there. I mean, man, he, he made quite a difference once the Rams picked him up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... We, 
going way back to the beginning. We, we, we did our, you know, yeah. our fantasy football projections right. and I was a little bit hard on him. Yeah. I and, had him. My prediction. I did you have took him. him. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah, have yeah. him. Yeah. And, and cause I always said like my team was great if it was seven years ago. Cause I had Julio Jones, <laughs> I had Julio Jones and OBJ and right. then like they were both out. Sure. He's getting released from the Browns. Right. Now I don't have either of them. Right. So now I got two bench players, uh, starting on my team, right. you know, but. I was a little bit hard on him for, for, for a couple of reasons, right? Like the ACL and a wide receiver, that's yeah. a factor. And then I was a little bit hard on him because of, of exactly what you're talking about right yeah. now. He, he's been known to be a little more of a challenging guy from time to time. And uh, I didn't know how that would impact the team and impact right. his performance across the year. Regardless, you never want to see that happen to somebody. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's pretty unfortunate. It's pretty yeah. difficult. So your prediction is is what for OBJ? Do we see him in a football uniform? Because the way you're kind of discussing it is yeah. that it might not even be next year. Right. right so right. let's just, we'll keep it a little bit more vague. We'll keep it vague. Does he play pro football again? Uh, I wish I knew how many years he's been in the league. So you got, yeah. I, I did look it up thanks to the power of Wi Fi back here at Neck of the Woods. Right. Uh, he was drafted in 2014. 2014. Yeah. So my prediction is yeah. So it's not, you know, he just finished his seventh season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my prediction is his career is not over. Mm -hmm. He comes back. He catches on somewhere, either at the very end of next year, but probably more likely the following year. I think a team's going to sign him, yeah. and maybe he plays a couple games, or or if they go to the playoffs. But I, I don't, I do not see him being an impact player next year. So if you're doing your fantasy draft, save your pick, right? <laughs> and um, but I don't think his career just ended. Yeah. I think he catches on somewhere for the following year. And, and again, probably not a huge impact player at that point, but maybe a role player. I don't know if, you know, he's, he was among the upper echelon. Like he was among the greats. Like I said, maybe the most gifted yeah. hands or receiver yeah. of, of, of all time, arguably. Right? I don't think any of us will ever forget that catch he made. Catch, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so can his ego allow him to be a yeah. role player? Right. I don't know. So maybe, right. maybe it's done in terms of that. Yeah. But, but as long as he can swallow that pill, right. my gut is that he comes back and he's a role player for a year or two before before it's all over. Yeah. Yeah. What about Cup, though, right? Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, to do what he did all season, to come out, yeah. two touchdowns, right. game-winning touchdowns, and of course, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Final drive. Right. Game is almost over. Like, they're dead in the water. You don't have Beckham opposite him. Right. And... and Catches everything, takes yeah. him right down the field. Catches, yeah, right. yeah of course. What there a had, season! There had to be, there had to be concern when, in that locker room where it's like, all right, well, now they can only focus on Cooper Cup. Yeah, what's going to happen now? Right, you know, and you, you'd like but yeah, he's, they he's could shined. shut him down. He shined they couldn't, it, yeah, you know, and. Hey, credit to, uh, did you see the no-look pass by Matt Stafford to, uh, to Cooper Cup? I know, I don't remember. Go ahead and look that up. You know, okay. sometimes, like, I mean. In live play, nobody realized it happened. When someone finally broke it down and it really sprung Cooper Cup for like a 30-yard play to really get that moving, I right. mean, that, that was just an incredible throw on his part. Well, I think that's Stashford's tendency, right? right? He looks left and then and then quickly goes back right, right and throws right. But he draws the whole defense left, which is what, you know, kind of, I guess, I guess, one of the hallmarks of his career. Yeah. You know, there was one tackle. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous, um, but, but and, and it didn't it ended up not mattering anyway. But there, there, there was one tackle there. Uh, it was the play before yeah. on the fourth down. The Rams hand it to mm -hmm. Cooper Cup and he gets the first yeah, down. Yeah. Well, and Acres end around. Right, right. Sweet, so, yeah. so Acres is, run, is running for, for a first down and looks like he's about to get it. And, and I don't know who it was on the defense of the Bengals. 
but it hits comes comes out of nowhere and hits Acres at, uh, at a 90 degree angle mm-hmm. as Acres is about to go for a first down or third down, and it was like defied the laws of physics that they didn't keep going forward that yeah. that guy was able to somehow right. turn him around yeah. and prevent that that first down and i thought like that was just the game saving tackle yeah. like if they right. now, now they're going to punt and this game's yeah. over the rams did the wise choice they went for it and and, and of course they handed the yeah. cup and he gets the first down doc as a steelers fan Bengals fan's got to be sick right now i feel for him <laughs> seriously yeah we've and you know as an eagles fan i've definitely been there too and i'm right. lucky enough to have actually witnessed one but right that was one that they, they wanted, and they, they, they had it right there. Yeah, and you look at, you know, Dan Marino and, yeah. and like all the other quarterbacks that, that have, have tasted it early in their career and then never got back or never got yeah. the second chance. Yeah. And, like, this was it, man. They were, yeah. they were, they were so close. Right. And, you know, that's a good team. Jamar yeah. Chase is unbelievable. That, that looks like a fun team for the future, right? Mixon, I hate Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a Steeler fan, I really hate to say that they, they got to figure out a way to protect Burrow, right? That's what I they got to do. So against the Titans, he gave up nine sacks. Right. He gave up another seven yeah. to the Rams, which yeah. you know, it's Aaron Donald, keep, you know, Von Miller, that's going to happen. But right, right, um, right. You can't give up fifteen plus sacks in a playoff run and no. expect to be productive move right. year to year. So yeah, I guess we see where it goes. Yeah. As a Steeler fan, I hope it doesn't doesn't happen again. Yeah. But that was their chance, and I, you know, once you know. They're in that position. I kind of would have liked to have seen them win it. Yeah, yeah. Last one. We we touched on, uh, like I said, Kyle Miller, um, and the birth of his baby. How about Van Jefferson? Did you see that? His wife left the stadium at SoFi Stadium no. on a stretcher. She so he doesn't even get to celebrate with the team. He finds out that she went into labor. Wow. So he basically sprints off the field. Yeah. At the end of the game. Yeah. Changes out the door to the hospital so in a matter of like three hours super bowl ring yeah. birth of a second child holy cow whirlwind of emotions i'm assuming yeah of course i know <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't see that i, yeah. I didn't know that yeah um i kind of I, I wrapped it up quickly and um, i have no idea when he was given word that she has left the you know the stadium things like that but maybe they waited till like the final whistle blew to say Oh, hey, by the way, we didn't want to distract you because we needed you. But yeah, he was out. You see him sprinting off the field as the confetti's flying. What do you do in that situation if you're him and it's like second quarter? Right. Like, hey, by the way, your wife just went to labor. We just ran into the hospital, right? Like, like. Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea. Right. I guess he wasn't in that situation because, right. you know, maybe we'll never know. <laughs> maybe we'll never know. But that that's that's crazy. And also, I had read that I think one of the Rams players also got engaged on the field. I saw that, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Memorable. Memorable. Memorable right. Super Bowl. Got to love the Super Bowl, yeah. man. And yeah. the worst part about the Super Bowl is the fact that now we're waiting eight months, you know, whatever yeah. it is, seven, eight months to, yeah. to get a football fix again. Right. I guess we'll see how the draft goes. That's always exciting. But, but, this, but this time of the year always, you know, for the last two, three years has always paid me a little bit. This is when uh, the arena football would be kicking off. Right. And this was kind of like what the arena football was meant to be, right? right? Like that kind of bridge between each NFL season. Sure. You know, we'd have, you know, we'd be kicking off our uh, training camp here just about any day. Yeah. Uh, I remember Things early on in my career, right? Like we... I actually think we had our first game Valentine's Day weekend out in Arizona. So, like, it used to be that quick. It would right. be, like, the week after the Super Bowl. Which, which makes know? a lot of sense, right? You know, yeah. 
just to kind of bridge that gap for all the football junkies. But and, and this year we don't even have baseball as we talked about last week. Exactly. So we, we have you know another week of the of the Winter Olympics where you know the first couple of nights I was watching I was like oh god, but actually it's been a little more interesting. Yeah. I've watched a few few more yeah. nights since then. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know things are winding down. Yeah. However, we're in Philly, right? And you know the big news of Harding. So, I mean, yeah. can you believe it? Very exciting. I, I think at this point. The fact that they got something for Simmons right. and a guy that's going to put on a uniform, right? You got to think it's a win, right? And yeah, I, you know, I think if you if you and uh, how full circle did we just come? I mean, we did a we did an episode on Harden. We did as a net, you know, yeah. battling this hamstring, hamstring strain. Yeah, and here we are with Harden as a Sixer. Yeah, and we're waiting for his debut <laughs> because of a hamstring injury. <laughs> I, know, I know, but yeah, you're one hundred percent right. If you analyze per per the player, like like. Yeah, the Sixers gave up more than they needed to give up. Right. The fact that they come out of that particular situation with a guy like Harden right. on their roster, that's a win, right? right. Like, 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 like that was a terrible situation for them to be in. That, that was a win. Yeah. Well, we encourage everybody. Like we said, we had Dr. Bernardini and Jess Harrison on the middle of July episodes 14 and 15, where we, we really dived into the anatomy physiology of everything regarding the ACL. Right. So we encourage you to go back, listen into those episodes, and then tune back into tonight's episode where, you know, Dr. Frey talks about the reoccurrence of the ACL tears. And yeah. like you said, unfortunately, to Obel Beckham Jr., we wish him the best of luck. But I think for tonight, Doc, what do you say? We wrap things up? Yeah, it's amazing to me, you know, I think we came into this fun talk, just joke around, yeah. get get through quickly, and next thing you know, here we are 45 minutes yeah. later, and we, you know, it's just it's yeah. just too easy to get lost Hopefully in we didn't lose too many people. I know. But yeah, this was fun. Maybe it's easier for us, I right. don't know. <laughs> but before we go ahead and close out our tab, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Reconstructive Orthopedics with our eight locations and focused on you approach, covering all of your orthopedic needs. The Energy Lab, like Dr. Frey mentioned, the region's premier sports performance destination. Neck of the Woods, of course, for hosting us each and every week, located right here at 614 Lambs Road, Pittman, New Jersey. They got to go ahead and start getting Brian some extra bartending help here on uh, <laughs> Tuesday nights because, again, this place is packed. And as always, like we mentioned, our good friends at Timber Reel Productions, Kyle Miller, our editor. We want to thank you and congratulations again. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.